Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. We really missed you guys dearly. Hey kids, how you doing today? Hey guys. You guys are being amazing. I just want to say that. All the kiddos are doing great because your parents are probably threatening with your life. Uh, and that's okay. Everyone watching online, everybody turn around, look at the cameras back in the back room, tell everybody, hey, thanks for tuning in. Um, we're so excited if you're watching our live stream, whether you're watching it live or maybe you're watching the replay later down. That's right. Um, uh, we're so excited that you're tuning in with us today. We hope you got a life-changing experience as well, uh, wherever you're watching from uh, today. Um, I, I want to do a quick little game. Since we have the kids in with us, and, and it's okay, um, it, 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 it'll make sense here in just a few moments, all right? So, so humor me for just a minute, all right? Everybody that can, that will, uh, there's this game, it's called the Stand Up Sit Down Game, right? And, and so, so I'm going to ask you, uh, I'll give you a few questions, just follow my lead, okay? Uh, so here, here we go. Uh, stand up if you like pizza. Any, any, all those that can, you can stand up. Stand up if you like pizza. Awesome. I like pizza, I am standing, I love pizza. Aiden, Aiden had his, his birthday party yesterday. Tomorrow he turned eight. Yes. And we had hungry Howie's pizza because that's his favorite pizza. We had hungry. So, I so sit down though if you do not like pineapple on your pizza. You guys are weird. What's wrong with you, man? Pineapple is amazing. I love it. Uh, I love you. You're not weird. I should not. Lord, forgive me for that. Stand up if you like ice cream. Kiddos, I know you like ice cream. Yes. Sit down if you like sprinkles on your ice cream. Oh. I'm not. I'm not big on sprinkles. My kids love sprinkles. They, they pour a ton of sprinkles on it. Yes. All right. What about this? Stand up if you like pelican snowball. Who likes pelicans? Anybody been to pelicans yet? It's so good. We went there a lot. We would stay at the homestead. Excuse me. We were there like every other week. Oh, and I'm pretty sure we're probably going to be going there this week again, but it's so good. If you don't know what it is, it's a snowball place. It's a family-owned little place downtown. Go check it out. It's amazing. Stand up if you like football. Woo-hoo. Sit down if you do not like the Gators. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you, Kelly. Anybody else? Yeah. Aiden, what do we do? What do we do? What do Gator fans do? What do we do? Yeah, that's right. Hello, Anthony. I'm gonna start some division in the room. <clears throat> yeah. Hey, stand up if you like tea. Where are my tea drinkers at? Where are my tea drinkers at? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sit down if you like unsweet tea. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of you in the room. <laughs> sweet, it's supposed to be sweet, man. Where is this? It's out. It's supposed to be uh, sweet tea, right? I want one. Hey, stand up if you love Jesus. Come on, can we get Jesus? We thank you for this time that we have together. I pray that your word speaks to us, that it stirs us, God, that it stirs us to, to be different, God. And we not be uh, comfortable with the same, with the status quo, with ordinary, God. You have called us to be extraordinary. You have called us not to be normal or, or natural, but you call us to be supernatural through your power and through your Holy Spirit. So, God, I pray that through all of this that we have just gone through, that, God, we have, have shifted Lord, our focus, that we have, have turned to you in this time, God, and that you will change us from the inside out in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, everybody, you can sit down now. I won't make you do your exercises anymore today. 
We've been in a series, if you've been tuning in online, we've been in a series called Meet Me in the Middle. And today I want to talk to you about Meet Me in the Middle between sitting down and standing up. Because here's the thing, many have become spiritual consumers, and we are meant to be spiritual contributors. Kiddos, what that means is that we are not supposed to be fans of Jesus, we're supposed to be followers of Jesus. Right? We, we were never meant to sit back and just watch from a distance and, and, and enjoy all the benefits of God and all His blessings while we just sit back and not do anything. God has called us to do something. When, when, when He gave the great commission to the disciples, He said what? Oh, just sit back in your comfortable pew and, and experience. No. He said, Who, what? Go, right? Go. Go and make disciples. Go and baptize. Go. God is calling us to do something. We're supposed to be doers of the word, not just hearers of the word. We were never meant to be fans of Jesus. We're not supposed to be spiritual consumers. We're supposed to be spiritual contributors. But that's what we learn from a young age, isn't it? We, from a young age, we're, you know, we're little, we're, we're selfish. We, it's all about me, right? It's all about, hey, come Give me food. I am hungry. Feed me. Right? I want, I want, I want. Mine, 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 mine. You know? Exactly. I'm hungry. Yeah. Thank you. I got a living sermon illustration right here in the front row. Yes, I understand. We'll get there. But yeah, from a young age, we, we are, we are, are, are and we, we live in this world that is very consumeristic, right? Very Consumeristic, but we're not meant to be consumers in the kingdom of God. We are meant to be contributors, serving, giving, loving, having compassion, taking care of the needy and the poor, and taking care of each other, being kind one to another, knowing how to be a good neighbor. The list goes on and on and on. If you read through the Ten Commandments, there's only one that, that says honor the Lord your God. Right? There's only one, but then the rest are about. Being good to other people, aren't it? Jesus himself said, it sums up the law in this, that if you love God and you love others, right? We are meant to do. But I feel like the church has gotten way too comfortable. I'm not just talking about our church, I'm talking about the church. It's gotten way too comfortable. You've got to change something. If anything throughout this, I don't want to go back to normal. I don't want to go back to the same old, same old. God wants to do something new. God, if anything you have seen or experienced through all of this is that God, there's a shaking, there's a shifting, something is going to happen in the days ahead of us. And if we're, if we're not ready, then we're, we are going to miss it. The world's going to miss it. You're not meant to be a consumer. You're meant to be a contributor. Uh, John chapter 4, verse 31. You can turn there real quick if you like. I've got a couple different passages that we're going to look at. But John chapter 4. Starting in verse 31, it says, Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, Can someone have brought him food? And Jesus says, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. The disciples were always confused, it seems like, and Jesus would, would talk to them or try to teach them, and, and they were constantly having a hard time uh, really fully understanding um, what he was saying. So Jesus is like, listen, uh, you know, I'm on a mission, right? 
God has sent me uh, into this world. Uh, I'm on a mission, and you're, you're worried about eating food, right? Well, I, I'm not going to lie. I would probably be those disciples, too. I'm like, hey, man, it's time to eat. Some of y'all might be doing that right now. Hey, when's lunch? You know, we, we got to hurry up and get out of here. Got to get KFC or hibachi or whatever it is that you like. Uh, yeah. They were and Jesus like, listen, I, I, that, that's not my focus, right? That's not my focus. He said, what fueled him? What, 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 what gave him everything that he needed was doing the will of God, doing the will of the Father. Now, that's what Jesus' concern was. If that's what Jesus was focused on, guess what, folks? That's what we're supposed to be focused on. That's what should be fueling us as a church. But we've got to get out of this mindset of, hey, come and see. Hey, and don't get me wrong. I want you to invite people to church. You should still do that, okay? But we have four to us, hey, come and see. Come and see. Come and, come and do it. But I think we miss it because it's always been we're supposed to go. We come here, we, we, we learn how to be disciples of Jesus. We, we come here, we, we get filled, we get, we get teachings. Yes, we, uh, we grow in our giftings, we learn what our giftings are, we grow in those giftings, and, and then we are deployed, we are sent out. But I think we're, over, we're in here overeating, is what's happening. We're in here, we're overeating, and we're filling up, and then, wow, this feels good, this is awesome, God's love, yes. Uh, redemption, yes. Um, forgiving my sins, yes, this is amazing. Grace, yes. Healing, yes, sign me up, brother, come on. Why do we stop there? And you may say, well, I don't know. I do know because this, this place hasn't been filled up for a very long time. You know what I'm saying? Why do we stop? Why do we cut that off, man? We're called to go. We're not called to just come and fill up, consume, and that's it. We are called to be contributors in the kingdom of God. They say Burger King, man. They say Burger King, where you can have it your way. Huh? No pickles, extra sauce. Well, we go to McDonald's. I love my son. But we have to order what, baby? What do you get at McDonald's? Cheeseburger, no meat, just bread and cheese. Now, Wendy's is different, right? But that don't, that don't make sense. But you can do that. You can order however you want it, right? And I'm afraid we have treated church just like that. I'm afraid we treat the Word of God just like that at times. I only want to pick what feels good to me. I only want to pick what fits my life. And then there's those that would dare to twist things to fit their life as well. And it's not always meant to be. This is not, I want it my way kind of thing. We are supposed to be conformed into the image of Christ. But far too often, we make God in our own image. We've got to stop that. That's idolatry. There's many that church hop and they church shop and, and they want to play. And I get that. I get that to a certain extent. But we're not spiritual consumers. We are spiritual contributors. The church does not exist for us. I know that might be a difficult thing for you to hear today. That church isn't really about you. While you reap the benefits of God's presence. While you reap the benefits of, of church. It's really not about you. How many have seen over the years. How many church splits have happened over stupid stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 
find our road book. I like this music, I like that. And let's just worship God. Right? I like this, or I like that, or I don't like this church. And we miss the whole point of everything. Because we want it our way. We want a Burger King church. The church does not exist for us, but we are the church and we exist for the world. We exist for God's purposes. We are here on purpose for His purposes. And that purpose is to reach the world around us. This is not for us. We've got to stop. We've got to change. We've got to do something different. But far too often we come in, we drop the kids off, we get our, our donuts, our biscuits and gravy, or our bagels because Miss Barbara spoils the mess out of us out there. We get our coffee and, and, and then we, we kind of ease into service. And then it takes usually two or three songs to really start getting into it. And then finally by the last song, it's like, okay, we finally made it. Right? And then we know, you know, after three or four songs, okay, you know, we're, that's done. And so, so now it's time for offering, and, and then we become so conditioned to the same routine. Day, and, and then we wonder why maybe we don't feel God's presence anymore. Right? We, we've got to go back to something different. We can't go back to normal. I don't want to go back to normal. And I have a feeling some of you don't want to as well. We've got to change. We've got to shift. Meet me in the middle this morning between being a consumer and a contributor. Sitting down or standing up. You're God's, you're God's gift. There's so many giftings that, that, that God has uh, for you in your life. Your gifts um, for God's church are, they, they number in so many different ways. There, there, are, the, there are the spiritual ones, and, the, and then there are some that, that, that God just uses to, to, to reach people and bless people, and, and we can really go into all that, but, but you've got to really discover that for yourself. But to kind of really simplify it for you today is, is in two things. Um, God calls you to serve in His church with whatever giftings that might be that you have. You might just be a really friendly person. So guess what? We're probably going to put you out in the foyer greeting you. Right? If you don't like kids, guess what? We're probably not going to put you in kids ministry. That's, that doesn't make sense. Right? You're going to have different giftings. Your, your giftings may not work necessarily in, inside the building of the church, but maybe your giftings are, are better suited out. We want to help come alongside you and help you figure that out. So that you can be used for God and for His purposes because we're called to serve in His church. Listen, Jesus didn't give everything. Jesus didn't give His life so that we could give very little. Right? He gave everything so that we could pour out His love, so that we could pour out His goodness, so that we could pour out those same things that we've experienced in our heart to the world around us. How do we unlearn what it means to be the church? How do we, how do we unlearn that? Many, many of us who think it's, it's church happens here and, and then that this is the church space and, and, and that's it. But no, there's so much more to it than that. We don't just go to church. We are the church. In Romans 12, 6 through 8, it says this. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If your teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the leader, uh, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. We're on 
a, a journey together to figure those things out so that God can use us to reach the world around us. Is it serving? Is it teaching? Is it encouraging? Is it giving? Is it leading? Is it kindness? Is it prophecy? What is that for you? And whatever that is, use it. Don't just hold it. I believe there's, there's, there's giftings and abilities inside some of you you haven't even discovered just yet. And they're just like, they're seeds that are laying dormant that once you experience the power of God and the Holy Spirit, it begins to, 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 to fertilize that seed and it begins to grow. So if you don't know what your giftings are just yet, you're, you're not really sure, can, can I get, uh, get filled with the power of the Holy Spirit today. Get a hold of God in such a way that you begin to and not only discover those gifts, Use those gifts for his glory and for his purposes. Young people, little kids, kiddos, my friends, God has great plans for your life. Yes. God, I'm talking to you, big guy. God wants to use, parents, they may seem really stubborn and, and, and strong-willed, but God can use that stubbornness one day to stand up for him. So don't, don't, don't take those little things for granted. They might doodle on everything. They may draw on the wall, but hey, maybe there, there's some creativity that God's a creative God, and, and there, maybe there's something there. Right? You, your kid, may, their life may be a musical. They may sing all over the house. Angie does everything. She was singing at 11 o'clock last night in the room. Like, go to sleep. But maybe there's, I believe there's a worship leader right here sitting in the front row. You don't know what God is going to do. Don't take those things for God wants to use all of us, young, old, everything in between. God has a gifting and a purpose and a plan for you. And there's many of you that do serve. There are many of you that have stepped up in so many incredible ways through all this weird time that we've been in. Um, when we first started, uh, you know, filming and just doing online church, uh, we had a little uh, accident with the camera that we had for our live stream. It, it fell and it broke. Um, so we had to uh, figure out a way to do that through our phones and um, and we outsourced to some people to help us video. Um, but I went to the board and I was like, hey, we're, we're going to have to open back up really soon, so we need a new camera. And they approved them a new camera. I found one. And, uh, and then our board led the way with generosity by all chipping in and paying for this camera. That's the board. That's the board that you have. Listen, some of y'all heard some crazy stories about board members that are crazy, right? We have an amazing board that loves Jesus and that leads the way in our church. There's others of you that have really uh, stepped up. We knew there were some people that, that wouldn't be online with us because they don't really do Facebook or some of the other things that are out there. And so we're like, how, how, can, we, how can we still take, stay in touch uh, with some of them? And so uh, we made a list of people and, uh, and we got, uh, we split that list up with different people and said, hey, can you make some phone calls? Because we want to, you know, it's hard for one or two people just to reach everybody. And so we split that up, and some people made some phone calls. We had some people come to us and say, hey, what can I do? Can I call some? They're like, yeah, here's the list. Go. Oh, call some people. Connect with them. And so we had some people really step up. And now our worship team, uh, week in and week out, we came and, and we would not only practice, but record. And it was, sometimes it was late, 9, 10 o'clock. And that was at the time they were talking about doing curfew and all that kind of stuff. And we're like, man. But we're good because we got cops out here all the time. And so we weren't worried about that. We were friends with them. So. We were, but, but our worship team, week in and week out, we're like, what, what do we do? And they were so flexible, and, and we made it work. I know it wasn't the ideal situation for us, but we made it, made it work. Worship team, you and Colonel Ryan, you guys were, were awesome. Our, our kids' ministry, they're still providing something for our kids to, 
to, to record. And again, I know it wasn't ideally the best, but Zach and Courtney and Bridget and, and, and Olivia for helping film throughout all Olivia, you were amazing throughout all of this. Um, if you get an email on Monday, like open that up, please. Like, I know we, we, you probably get lost in all your spam and all just open the email and look it out. That's kind of how we're going to connect with you uh, for a little bit. And, and it's just extra. But, but, but I, you know, that was Olivia. She's done so much with, with, um, with social media and things like that. Um, Eric and Holly are youth pastors. They still connected with our students, even though it was online through Zoom. Uh, many of you may have heard about Zoom and this video conferencing. Kind of they were never having youth through that uh, week in and week out. And they're still doing that. Um, Tim Sayers, he, he's been incredible. Helping us out with things around the church. Someone donated some carpet to the church, and, and uh, we tried to find some space to use it. It wasn't quite enough to use in, in the youth room or, or some of uh, our other large areas, but but um, in, in some of our office space, that he was able to come, and, and he and Bridget put down carpet in those spaces. We actually have enough to put in the family room back there for you nursing mothers. Anybody in the room, you need that one, put carpet in there and, and make it look nice. And, and so, yeah, there's just been some incredible things. Billy pressure washed the other day, and he's retired from that. And and, and, and yeah, he said, hey, I'm coming. And, and two or three days, he came out and, and pressure washed the, the, the building and the sidewalks. So I want to make things look nice for us opening up. Many of you are leading the way in serving and giving. But if you're not serving, if you're not, not doing something, can I encourage you to do something? Because God wants to use you. God wants to use you in incredible ways. And I, there's so many other people that we can talk about and list here. Don't, please don't be offended if I didn't name you. But jump in. Get, we are not meant to just come in and sit on our blessed assurance in the pews and feel all nice and comfy and get all the goosebumps. We are meant to be doers. We are meant to be contributors in the kingdom of God. So God is calling you to serve in his church. But here's the thing. We're not called to sit on the sidelines, right? We're, we, we're meant to be in the game. We're not called to be the spectators in the bleachers, right? We're not called to come in and fill stadiums of churches and just shout to Jesus from a distance. Right? We're called to get in this thing God wants to use. God has always used people to carry out His plan of redemption for the world. He wants to use each and every one of you in your neighborhoods, in your schools when they do open up, in your families, and at your job, and in everywhere that we go, at Walmart, right? And, and in all the grocery stores or wherever that you God wants to use you to reach the world around you. We've got to start doing that because things are changing. Things are shifting really fast now. There is, there is a hurting world right now. If you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been. There are people dealing with financial situations going on right now because of all this that's happened. People have lost their jobs. There's a culture that is hurting right now. And you can say whatever you want to say about what you think about it, but there are people that have been hurting for a very long time. People of color have been hurting for a very long time in the church. We cannot be silent about it. I, 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 mean, I mean, I'm not for the, the looting and all of the violence and things like that, but people have had enough. Okay? People have had enough. We are the church. Jesus shows compassion. There was a, you remember when, when he fed the 5,000 with the fish and the loaves? The Bible says that he came on, on shore. He, wrote about, he came on shore and he had compassion on the people. That was Jesus' thing. He often had compassion. He has compassion for you and I, the sinners. Right? We've got to learn to have that compassion. Pray that God will give you a heart. If you don't know what to say, I get it. I don't know what to say either. But we cannot be silent. 
in these matters. The world is hurting, and the church cannot be silent. Cannot be silent anymore. We've got to do something. We've got to get up. Can't just shout Jesus on Sunday morning and not do anything throughout the rest of the week. God is calling you to serve in His church, but God is also calling you to serve as His church. Matthew 5, 14-16 says, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You gotta let your light shine, right kids? We're just gonna let our light shine. This helps us see in the darkness. There's darkness in our world. Yeah, I see you. If you got a phone with a light on it, get it out. Right, get, get your light out. Hey, hit the, hit the lights for me up there, Jason. Can you come we're, we're supposed to get our light out. We're supposed to light things up in the right way. Young people, they want to get lit, right? And all this, this, is, this is what God wants us to do. Shine your light for the world to see. It doesn't do any good. You can't see in the dark if you cover up your light. That doesn't do good for you. That doesn't do good for anybody. Our light is supposed to be meant to be seen. Right, kids? <laughs> I didn't mean to blind you. Shine your light before me. We can't hide it anymore. There's a lost and hurting world. You can turn the lights back on. You can put your phones away. Don't get distracted. Don't jump on Facebook real quick. Unless you're going to share the live stream, you can do that. I don't let our light shine. There was a dear, amazing woman of God at, uh, at the church I was a youth pastor at. Her name was Miss Elsa. I know there's some in the room that know Miss Elsa. She was an amazing, amazing woman. And she wasn't married. She didn't have any kids. Um, but every Wednesday night for our youth ministry, she had nephews. And she would bring these two nephews to church, and she had this small little Ford Escort. It was actually a Speed the Light car, so if you know what Speed the Light is, her, her brother was a missionary, and the Speed the Light car was given to him, and then he gave it to her. And she ends up using it every Wednesday to haul her two nephews and all their teenage friends, and they packed this little Ford Escort out every week. She would take them to Taco Bell or CeCe's Pizza or, or wherever. She would feed them, and then she would bring them all to youth group on Wednesday nights every week. She may not have been a mother physically, biologically, but she was a spiritual mother to so many, to so many people. She served in the church in pretty every area that you possibly can. Played the organ. I think she was Sunday school superintendent at one time. Every every area in the church that you can serve, she did for years. Was faithful, and she would pack that car out with these stinky teenage boys. And let me tell you, dude, if you know, you know, yeah. Every week, she didn't care because she wanted them to experience the love of Jesus. That's letting your light shine. That's letting, how can you shine your light to the world around you? Whether that's your family, if anybody's in your family, how can you shine the light at work? How can you shine the light on Facebook? Some, some of y'all share some stuff sometimes. I kind of question them. I'm like, why? Shine your light wherever that you go. That's what we're called to do. Jesus said, I want, I want you to go and make disciples. We are called to be disciples and we're called to make disciples. So why are we doing it? 
Why is the church not? Why are there hundreds of churches? There's over a hundred churches in this little city, and none of them are full. That should bother us. That should tear us up that there are people that can die and go to hell today. Here we are in the AC. Sunday, sitting back and join church. There's people that don't know goodness and the grace of God. Acts 4, 33 through 34. The early church is such an amazing model for us today. Even though it happened years ago, even though it happened in, in a different culture, in a different time, uh, it's still a great model for us as the church. But Acts chapter 4, 33 through 44. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. The early church, they threw all their resources together. It was, it was monetary, it was money, but I believe it was possessions. I believe it was their talents and their time. They put it all together. And the Bible says that they gave to anyone that had need. They were going out. People were getting saved every day. They were daily at work. These were people, I understand, I know you got jobs. I'm not, I'm not calling you to vocational ministry like myself unless you want to. But we are all called to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone around us. Each and every one. You may not have a title or a pastor, but, but you are called to share your faith. You are called to share what God has done in your life. You are called to share your story. Each of us has a story. It's different from every person, but God wants to use that. Little, little guys, I'm my friends and TOC kids. God wants to use you. You don't have to be an old person like me, Jen. Right? God wants to use you. And each other, you, yeah, all of you. God wants to use all of us, young, old, everything in between. Let's let our light shine. Let's, let's do something different. Let's don't go back to normal. Because they're going to know us by our love. They're going to know us by the fruit that we bear through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, this is what I see. I see a church where people give more than they receive. Nobody said amen, and I understand. I see a church where people serve more than they've been served. The Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve. And it's the same for us. I see a church where people serve more than they have been served. I see a church where people love more than they have been loved. I see a church passionate about reaching the next generation. I heard one evangelist say this. We're always one generation away from this whole movement ending. I see a church that doesn't judge those without Christ, but love them into the family of God. I see a church where everyone uses their gifts in the church to equip the body of Christ, and they use their gift as the church to be the light of the world. But what it has come down to is a matter of comfort. We have gotten far too comfortable in the church, and the call to Christ is anything but call to comfort. It's going to be a call to stretch us. It's going to be a call. The chiseling that God does in our life is not comfortable. There are things that God wants to chisel out of our life. He wants to chisel pride. He wants to chisel lust. He wants to chisel jealousy. He wants to chisel envy. He wants to chisel chisel us. It's not comfortable. The call of Christ is not comfortable. The church has gotten comfortable. We're good to come in and get out like it's a drive-thru experience. We get in and we get out and nothing really changes and we miss it all. 
the disciples, they gave everything. They gave up their life. They went all in. There's a study by Lifeway, and I'm getting ready to wrap up. Worship team, you guys can come on up. Just a few moments, we'll worship together one more time. But there's a study by Lifeway that says 80% of regular church attendees say they have a personal responsibility to share their faith. That's awesome. But the problem is that 61% of those said that they have not told another person about how to become a Christian in the past six months. That's our job. That's what we're all supposed to be doing is sharing our faith. Get in the game, church. Get in the game. People are hurting right now. The world is crying out. Let's step it up, church. Let's get in. Let's go. Let's get away from the coming scene. Jesus said, go, let's go. We were were meant to come in and sit, and that's it. We were meant to go. So meet me in the middle today of sitting down and standing up. There's gifts, there's talents, there's abilities, there's resources in this room that God wants to leverage for His glory so that we can see people come to Christ. I want to see this city come to Christ. This is God's territory. we got to claim it from Him. There's hurting people out there. Where are we at, church? What are we doing? For those that would stand up and say, would you say this morning, here I am, Lord, send me. Come on, if that's you, would you stand up all across this room? If you would say, that's me, God, here I am. Send me, would you stand up today? Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.